Hey everybody, so this is another update from Nimic. Today I have Bono, who is yes. the Hello. mathematician wizard in Nimic, something like that. <laughs> and we have of course Sebastian also Hi. with us. He's doing all the bug squeezing and hunting and, and gathering, right? Yeah, lots of bug, bug hunting. Yeah. So, we can, so we can get some nice updates. And uh, we are all here today because together because we are in a hackathon right now and working intensively on testnet. 2.0 that actually is already like a topic right to you yeah uh, what's the news about testnet? yeah okay so testnet um we are very hard at work to get testnet uh, out mm. and um we obviously we have our client uh, and it is running it's also syncing uh, to most of the time um, there's still some issues to be ironed out for sure. It's it's not ready yet to be deployed and uh, not ready for sort of a production environment. Um, but we are closing in by the day. Um, it is actually going pretty fine, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and f obviously the length of the list of bugs that can be found is unknown. But uh, every every single one that we find and fix uh, shortens that list at the very least and um, I do think that uh, we are making pretty good progress in that regard so the uh, chain is running now basically you don't the have chain the is running uh -huh. the chain is running uh, you can also to to the chain that is already running you can connect a, uh, another client which will then perform uh, history sync and that fails sometimes still unfortunately but most of the time it does yeah. work um, but as I said, I mean, there is still issues to be ironed out and uh, it's not it's not ready yet, um, mm. but it's actually already performing. Do we actually quite plan to keep releasing also small versions to the developers sometimes or before we launch the testnet? So we do have the lab test uh, thing that we announced in our community forums. Um, mm -hmm. That one is being updated by Zürn occasionally, like every right. every other week maybe or so. Okay. Um, which gives the developers the opportunity to uh, locally run a setup where they can uh, test their integrations against. Oh. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. that's already quite uh, handy. So uh, that's already existing. Yeah. 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 Um, it runs in a Docker setup where you have like four nodes uh, mm -hmm. producing your chain and can interact with it uh, via RPC client. So it's actually quite. Uh, I want to say it's quite good. Um, but ob for obvious reasons, not the real deal because mm. it uh, runs in a very confined environment. Uh, has very um, basically has no real life uh, uh, scenario to it. But it's, it's more of a lab uh, setup. But it helps to build stuff, right? I definitely, think some definitely. Staking pool developers are yeah, yeah. working with it, and there this is sweet. Good to know, right? Um, so far ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's always. Yeah aiming towards 2.0 so maybe also in your direction um, state of 2.0 what do you think um, what are the things that are yeah. on the roadmap how's it going well we are quite close to having a full client running as Vasin said mm -hmm. um, the main things that are missing right now is uh, the staking contracts it needs a bit of well love basically because um, <laughs> our, our accounts tree, our state tree before mm -hmm. this was just for these small accounts, right? Uh, fixed piece sizes. Ah, yeah, right. yeah mm -hmm. exactly. And the second contract is basically a smart contract. It's a big thing with variable size mm -hmm. and a big size also. Um, 
So the way it was working this before is that you just get the entire staking contract at one point, and it can get big. So it's not ideal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you are optimizing that so that you can get just pieces of it. You yeah, can just yeah. query like a given validator information or a given mm -hmm. staker. Um, so it, we are also changing the account tree for that so it can handle these types of smart contracts more easily, which will make our work in the future a lot easier too. Sounds like one of those things that yeah. we didn't anticipate, right? Uh, we did a bit. A <laughs> just bit that it isn't that important. It helps performance quite a bit, but uh, you know it's not critical to work. Uh, it, I mean, it is running on the test not now yeah. with all the guns to it, and right. it works fine. Beautiful. Right, the setup that we are currently running is uh, running without exactly. those changes yet. Right, mm -hmm. so, but so, yeah, it, it does work yeah. without. We just want to release mainnet with the proper way of doing it. Yeah, oh. proper optimized way. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so that is missing, but that is quite a small component, to be mm -hmm. honest. And the other big thing is, I guess, the nano client. The nano client is a big thing for sure. A big uh, thing and a small thing at the same time. Right. Yes. A big thing and a small thing <laughs> at the same time. Big thing it's, it's, it's true. Um, so for the nano client, mm -hmm. also uh, Wasm is a component of that, uh, yeah. com basically compiling our client to to Wasm to then be able to perform the NanoSync in a browser-centric context. For the people that don't know, it's, oh, yeah. it's called WebAssembly. It's basically assembly is something that runs directly on the CPU very, very fast. Uh, and WebAssembly means that you have something like this, like binary code that runs on a machine, but made in the browser, so it's in a secure sandbox. Right. And yes. I guess the fastest thing since, uh, I don't know. <laughs> for, for the browser, for the browser certainly the, the fastest, fastest thing. thing yeah. Yeah. Well, we only had JavaScript before, and that was the only option, really. Nothing yeah. So this is, yeah, exactly. orders of fine, making it faster. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And I mean, the project is done in Rust, and Rust does have uh, wasn't targets yeah. for compilation. So um, mm -hmm. we have, I think, looked into it and have sort of a work working prototype mm -hmm. uh, or proof of concept that it actually yeah. does compile stuff that we did. Um, we haven't though like compiled the entire project to Wasm yet. That probably will also require some changes here and there uh, mm -hmm. to make it compatible. Um, and for the browser, there's also probably different things that also need to be added. Um, but this and the nano sync then and the nano client uh, are also stuff that that for mainnet is uh, definitely a thing that we want to have. Um, however, for testnet for the first testnet release uh, and the first couple of iterations of it, uh, it's probably not going to be a part of it. We are yeah. probably just going to start this with uh, history clients and uh, history yeah. nodes uh, to get this off the ground. Just to have the blockchain running right. and get the yeah. service. Just about the nano sync, so. What is it roughly? Why is it so important? Well, because people can't run a full node whenever they want to connect to the blockchain, basically. Like on a phone, for example, right? Yeah, on a phone, like on a no web way, browser. Right? You know, even in a normal laptop, you don't want your laptop running 24 hours a day mm -hmm. uh, just to access the, you know, the blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in most blockchains, you do have some type of light client or you just use like a web wallet or something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is just a safer way of doing it. Uh, web wallet means basically that I need an API that I have to trust, right? Yeah, it's and just connecting to some like server and just tells you what the blockchain is. common right? to do, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, just recently, not too long ago, the MENA project has launched, right? I mean, yes. we have followed it. It was former called uh, Coda project. And um, 
they also advertise a lot with saying, ah, oh, you know, we have like such a small blockchain, only 22 kilobytes and, and all this. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's kind of cool, right? Oh. right? They're doing, they've been doing this, this for cool. a while. Very good research. Yeah. Also, I mean, the proofs are really amazing, right? I mean, you can yeah. prove things, you can lock into websites uh, by proving that you are qualified without telling why you are, right? And yes. it's still, it's correct. But, it's and cool. they say they 22 kilobytes to get to their blockchain. Yes. So it will work everywhere. Yeah. How's the, how does the nanosync compare there, actually? Well, it compares quite well in terms of size and performance, but we do have different security models, right? Uh -huh. What that does is, that mean? Well, in their <laughs> case, yeah, for, for <laughs> Mina, uh, former coder, right? The, all the transactions in the blockchain and everything that happened in the blockchain is condensed into mm. that, uh, to that proof, to that snark. Mm. So if you get that snark, you basically have the same security as a full node, right? Mm. So you you have just verified every signature, every transaction, everything into that. Um, in your case, the that snark only verifies the the headers basically of the chain. Mm -hmm. So you have the same security as a normal light client to that. Mm -hmm. So you don't verify every transaction, just verify the headers. Um, like in Bitcoin, right, you could download the entire transaction and check each transaction, or you could just download the headers, check that the headers are actually correct and you, you are on the longest chain. So mm -hmm. our snark only proves that. Um, now, the trade-off is that it is a lot quicker to do it uh, just for the headers. Uh, and you can get a lot more transaction throughput from that, of exactly, course. Exactly. I think it's one of the huge things that people uh, throw it at uh, Mina a little bit yeah. because I heard 20 transactions per second or something in that direction and they have to work really really hard to improve that and I don't know how because it's creating snarks be is a, extremely expensive right? It's very very expensive. Also expensive in terms of it. In terms of time of and yeah. well in computation also yeah. yes it's not uh, you don't need quite a good computer and some time for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I mean even for our headers you know for a single header with I don't know, we have like 512 validators, so we need to verify all those signatures and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, in our case, it takes probably like 10, 12 hours on a normal laptop uh, to, to run, right? Produce a proof. Mm -hmm. And they try to do that with all the transactions, every block, so you can see that, you know, you can't, you can't do it very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, they do use a lot of optimizations to get it better, but it's just, uh, theoretically, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah, we just prefer to give people the same security as a light client, okay. which is completely acceptable in the vast majority of cases. Um, is it comparable for a normal person, maybe more like me, it's like, yeah. how much less is it, should I care about, is it good enough, I mean... Well, the main thing is that if you are a full node, right? Yeah. Imagine in Bitcoin, all right, and you are a full node. Yeah. If suddenly every miner in the world just becomes malicious, right, and starts producing wrong blocks and stuff, okay. you could cut that. You know, you'd see that and you'd ah. stop uh, okay. because you know the rules of the blockchain and mm -hmm. you can see every transaction and you can see, okay, someone is just doing wrong stuff, right, just creating coins out of nowhere, deleting accounts, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a light client, you couldn't see that because you just see the headers and see, oh, okay, most of the hash rates 
is behind this chain, so this should be the correct chain. And mm -hmm. you can't see the entire state. Um, so the thing is, as long as the majority of the hash rate in Bitcoin is honest, then it's fine to be a light client. You won't okay. be uh, tricked by it. Yeah. Um, in our case, in Albatross, it is a bit better. It is two-thirds, basically. So as long uh, as, long as you don't have two-thirds of malicious stakers, right, you're fine. That sounds like, so as long as not everything is already yes. ruined, everything is okay, which that yeah. is a logical assumption, right? Because if it's more no, than two-thirds, I think we anyway have other problems. Right? Yeah, the same is that. Yeah, basically it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And the difference basically is how you fail, right? If there's like some catastrophic failure, right? If you are a full node, mm -hmm. you're gonna realize something is going on. If you're a light node, you're not gonna realize that. But I mean, these are really low probability events, yeah. and to be honest, there is like social yeah. okay, that networks like... and stuff. So mm -hmm. if there's like a big attack, people can get warned by other media. Yeah. Okay. So no, that sounds like really. Yeah, but you know, Okay. It all depends. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Now that we are already looking a little bit into the speculation and into the details, yeah. now that I have you also here, what do you think? I mean, it will happen. There's 2.0 coming, and maybe afterwards, because you, yeah. as I know, are looking more into research together with Pascal, well, right? Yeah. So. When, when people are working on a product, even in any normal company, there's the research team is at least one or two versions already ahead, mm -hmm. right? Because you need to look in different directions. Well, yeah, so you do. What, what are the things that you, you are a little bit now and then looking uh, in, into the research right now that could be after Limit 2.0? Well, we are exploring quite a few things, right? Mm -hmm. um, although we still don't know exactly how, what we want to do and in what order, right? What is more important to us? We are exploring for sure the privacy mm -hmm. of the chain uh, because we do know that we want more private uh, blockchain, right? It is important for payments and people don't want their balance uh, on a public place like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we are exploring that a lot. I think it will become more important to many crypto projects. I think yeah, more course. and more people become yeah. aware of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as you realize that. I mean, people don't want to have all the transactions and policies yeah, on the yeah. internet for yeah. anyone to see. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not great. So we are exploring that. We are also exploring, although it's really soon, but some type of more scripting, smart contracty type of technology. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Although they very early days, though, because uh -huh. we do want to keep a simple blockchain, right? Yeah. But we also want to give a bit more flexibility than what we have now. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. I think people in the community are happy to hear yeah. that. At least that we are exploring that 